At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Monday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Jacob. Damn. How's it going? Going good. 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 How's your cat doing? She looks like she's... Oops. Dropped the phone. Hold on. Looks like she's doing all right. Yeah. She looks like she's in a good mood. She has interesting behaviors. Hmm. Like, she always will bite Holly's ankles, but she will not bite mine, like when walking. It's like a, it like it looks like she's trying to like play more, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it looks personal. So, but she's never once like chased me and bit my ankles. But she does it to Holly all the time. Overnight, she'll only sleep on my legs. Huh. But then in the morning, for like half hour, she crawls up and like lays across Holly's neck like a scarf, and then just lays there for like a half hour. And she's never once done that to me. So. Do you take your cat for walks? We're trying. We're just introducing her to outside. She's kind of a... Uh, homebody? Homebody. That's a good word. Mm. Um, so we, she doesn't love her harness, but we put it back on, and she actually was like... The first time we put it on, she just like melted into the ground. And like all of her limbs stopped working. Huh. Just because it was uncomfortable. I mean, it was loose, so she wasn't actually uncomfortable, but she wasn't used to having something on. I don't but know. Now, she, yeah. But now she walks around. So we we set her down outside and she walked around and kind of was sniffing. It's, it's a lot of uh, senses to go through. So we're, we're, we'll work up to it. Maybe we'll walk her in the future. I don't know if I've ever seen a cat go on a walk with their owner. And I'm yeah. glad that you and Holly are trying to changed this perception that cats cannot go on walks. Yeah, I mean you see it online, like people do it, like viral kind of like TikTok-y videos and stuff. Um yeah, we decided it'd be fun. So we, we'll we'll keep trying, see if we can even if we just walk down and back on the block, like Yeah. Most cats are you technically I mean they're 
they're outdoor cats until you bring them inside. So, do you have a leash? We do have a leash, yeah. <laughs> but she, you know, she enjoys watching the birds and the animals, and like she likes being outside and you know looking at outside. So we figured that she might be happy if she goes for a walk. But yeah, you know. Was I the inspiration behind your wife running marathons? I don't think so, but sure. Okay. I was just wondering. I mean, both her parents ran marathons. Oh, well, that rules that out. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's okay. Well, she ran the Grandma's Marathon. She ran. She's running the Fargo Marathon coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll do the Mankato Marathon eventually. She did Twin Cities. Then what's the other one she did? I don't Twin think it Cities? was Mankato. But she did one south somewhere where it was a pretty small one. Don't I thought it was south, but maybe it was Mankato. Okay, I was just curious if that was. Just trying to be humble. Trying to be <laughs> humble here. I don't know if you saw Jason Tatum's press conference after they beat the Philadelphia 76ers, but he said, I'm humbly one of the best players in the NBA. <laughs> to be fair, he's kind of right. He's not wrong. But maybe by humbly, he thinks he's the best, and then he's knocking himself from number one to, like, top five, maybe, is what yeah. his definition of humble is. I'm not sure. It's just so funny. I was just yeah. like... <laughs> It'll always sound weird, yeah. even if he's right. Yeah. Humbly speaking, I am the inspiration behind Holly's marathon running. Humbly this speaking, this is the best podcast about Minnesota sports. Obviously. Humbly, humbly, speaking. humbly speaking, I'm the best podcast producer out there in the world. Humbly speaking, you and I are the best open gym combo. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Darn it. Okay. Let's see if I can come up with another one. <laughs> humbly speaking. Hmm. Humbly speaking. Humbly speaking. Humbly speaking, I'm the most humble person there is. Mm, that was a good one. <laughs> humbly speaking, I'm the best uh, coach for college football 2012 on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> humbly speaking, that gave me, that, that just gave me inspiration for this next one. Humbly <laughs> speaking, I'm the best NBA Showtime player with Mike mm. Bibby with the Vancouver Grizzlies on the Nintendo 64. Mm. Humbly speaking, you, ready? You are the best uh, manipulator where if you're losing a game, you say, just let me come back and then I'm going to still let you win. And then you make a bunch <laughs> of threes and win and then make me mad. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if we went to overtime? <laughs> Glenn Rice, that was that one, right? Yeah, we should share that story real quick. So Jacob and I were playing Dreamcast. Yeah, Sega Dreamcast. Live, what's that? Yeah, so I just said Sega Dreamcast, a forgotten console and kind of the video gaming history. Yeah, we were playing Sega Dreamcast, NBA Live, something, 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 2000. Yeah, either 2000 or 2001, yeah. And Jacob was kicking my butt, and I turned towards him and said, wouldn't it be cool if we went to overtime? <laughs> and I must have been the Charlotte Hornets because I had Glenn Rice, or maybe I was the Lakers. He, he say, I around. think it was the Lakers because I think that was the yeah. I think it was a one. Okay. And I said, "Let's go to overtime." Well, then Glenn Rice just started draining threes. 
<laughs> and uh, I don't think we went to overtime that day. No, Glenn Rice was like, and, you know, I don't know what the actual numbers were, but felt like 20 for 20 from three in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, there was, you were, uh, you did your job as the older cousin. You were manipulating the situations to better, uh, you know, better it for yourself, which is what older cousins are supposed to do. I, I also remember when we'd play basketball in my basement. I remember you and Tyler were, were over at, at our house. Okay. And obviously that makes for a difficult basketball game because there's three people. <laughs> so we would take turns going two on one. And so it would always go like this. The order didn't really matter, but something like this. It'd be like, all right, let's do Tyler and Jacob versus Tim first. And like, okay. And that would last like a minute. And then it would be like, all right, now it's time for Tim and Tyler versus Jacob. And that'd be like a half hour. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, really I do. Don't. I do. <laughs> Trying to by yourself stop two cousins that are four years older. It was, it was tricky. And we built you into the man you are today. True. It was, life lessons were learned. Yeah. The basement. Yeah. What I remember the most from that basement is how many lights we knocked out. Yeah. That yeah. light bulb was not protected, and it would just. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really even our fault either. I mean, it's just kind no. of. Like, the way it was, yeah. The design of the house, yeah. More and so parents than were never mad either. It was just no, was no. Just, they were never mad. Yeah. Just, when you're throwing balls back and forth, and the lights exposed, and the ceiling's not super high, yeah. Light bulbs are gonna fall, you know. But was it high enough where you had to get a ladder to change the light? Mm, no, I don't think so. Maybe, oh, maybe, okay. maybe a stool, maybe a little mm. stool. Mm. I remember the blue house. Was it the blue house? I think it definitely was the blue house where. You had basketball hoops on both sides, and then we got to play full court basketball. Yeah, that was on the porch. Yep. Yep, that was so cool. And we had it. We had it in the brownhouse too, but it wasn't as long of a mm-hmm. court. It's in the garage, speak. right? No, we. Oh, sorry. Yes, the garage. Yeah, in the brownhouse. Because oh, I'm sorry. Because in in the blue house, we moved it to the basement eventually. That's where all the light bulbs were broken. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was mixing up my. Because we started in the porch. Moved to the basement when we added that on. And then, yeah, did the garage a little bit in the brown house. But by that point, we were a little older, too. And it mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't as Good big memories. of a thing. Yeah. Good memories. Good memories. Humbly speaking, you and I had the best fanciness there ever was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, fanciness, for those listening to explain a little bit, was we try to be fancy, playing basketball, mm-hmm. and we throw behind the back passes, alley-oops, and... It'd basically be two on zero fast breaks, and we would try to do these crazy dunks off the walls mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Hey, I guess that's what inspired our two on zero open gym fast break. True, we've been working on, we've been cultivating that since we were really young. Yeah, <laughs> I got one more for you. Okay, humbly speaking, we are the best little hoop basketball players of all time. Oh, absolutely, and that, and I mean the seven foot hoop with the mini. Oh, outside. Outside, yeah. Mm -hmm, Man. And it's not Tyler and Mike. That's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) We actually might be the... I don't even think we're being prideful when we say we are the best little hoop basketball players of all time. It was... We were pretty good. We got pretty good. Well, specifically at the Brownhouse Court. Yeah. Because we knew how to bank... You know, it was a mini basketball. We we knew how to... We knew how, to, yeah, home court advantage. We knew how to bank it in from any angle. 
you can throw it. We learned you can throw it as hard as you want and the backboard soft. It'll just fall in. So yeah, we had the technique down. I remember Tyler was so angry because he was better at basketball than both of us, but not we little hoop basketball. Not, not when the hoop is at seven feet and we're using a mini basketball. Yeah. <laughs> different different kind of game. Different yep. kind of game. Different game. Yep. It's like we were the Globetrotters. Yeah. And they were the team that the Globetrotters always face. The uh Washington Generals, right? Yeah. They were the Washington Generals. We were the Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's good. I remember that one summer I biked over to your house almost every single day and we played little hoop basketball for hours and we'd played over like a hundred. Mm-hmm. So big home court advantage. Big home, yeah, because we never did it at your house. It just was a my house thing. Yeah, and you had to be you had to be careful because half of it was gravel, half of it was, <laughs> and it wasn't yep. front and back. It was through the middle. So dribbling, that's why I sucked at dribbling to your left hand. I just never did it. I didn't want There's to strategy. Gravel. Didn't want to go on the gravel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like your headline today as your mm. name. It is Popovich or Pop strikes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor Wembenyana. Do you think it's rigged? <laughs> I think the NBA lottery is the best lottery system out of every single sport. And I've had this opinion for a long time. And I don't even think it should be a debate. If you want to entice tanking, play for an NFL or an NHL or a baseball team because the worst record in sports always gets the number one pick. But the NBA lottery, even if there is manipulation or a rigged system, it just makes it more interesting. Yeah. Um, well, like Since they changed the odds, I think it was five years ago, because it used to be so heavy, right? The, first, the worst team would get a 25% chance. Yeah. And so it did encourage tanking enough. Like those odds were good enough that people would go for it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they changed the odds five years ago. So the top three teams get 14%. The 14th team gets 12%. Like the, the worst record has not gotten the first overall pick yet in the mm-hmm. last five years. Yeah. So, but again, that's the yeah. point is that you don't want to re- always just automatically reward the worst team. You want teams to try to be better. So. Yeah, the Detroit Pistons had the worst draft or the worst record among mm-hmm. any NBA team, I believe. Yep. And here they are with the number five overall pick. So if you're a Detroit Pistons fan, you've, you've got to be frustrated because you think you're in line to potentially get one of the best prospects ever, seven foot five Victor Wembenyana. And what the Detroit Pistons are in terms of luck is the exact opposite for Greg Popovich in the San Antonio Spurs. Correct. And I do love, on a little side note, like people understanding math, it just goes out the window when you talk about the lottery and just for like, you know, Minnesota people, because we're usually in it. Um, when the Wolves kept dropping or like not getting the first overall pick for a while until before we got Towns or before we got kind of Ant, like people do realize like, like for the Pistons, right? They're like, wow, it's rigged. Blah, blah, blah. Like we were the worst team. It's like, okay, you play out a hundred scenarios. You get the first overall pick only 14 times, which means obviously inversely 86 times you don't get the first overall pick. So it's like, is that how that works? It, well, then let's well, odds. Yes. Percentages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and obviously it's more, 
Was that a real question? I wasn't sure. No, okay. it was a joke. Okay, good. Just making sure. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, you never know. Um, but yeah, so it, it, but, but fandom, right? That's maybe it's just more of fandom, right? Drives you to say, Rig, we didn't get the first overall pick. This is so stupid. They don't want the uh, Wimbenyana to go to the Pistons. They want him to go to the Spurs with Popovich. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, 86% of the time you don't get the first overall pick. That's just so you're more likely to not get the first overall pick. Yeah. They had some yeah. extra bad luck to fall to five to have two teams jump them, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And if you go in terms of the Timberwolves and 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 their bad luck with falling all the time, well, eventually they got Carl Anthony Towns. Number mm-hmm. one overall pick, Anthony Edwards. Number one overall pick. They had Andrew Wiggins, a uh, number one overall pick, who they traded Kevin Love for. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Anthony Bennett. Yeah, I was gonna say what's his name. I was gonna say Anthony. Yeah, they got Anthony Bennett. He was a first former, overall pick. It's the first overall pick that we got in the same Kevin Love trade. <laughs> wow, what a bust that guy was. He was a bigger bust than Ola McCandy. I feel like he has to be, right? Because like he didn't even have like Ola McCandy at least played a few meaningful like role player years. Yeah. Like Anthony Bennett didn't even really have that. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be. He wasn't even supposed to be the number one overall pick either. Like it was a shocker that yeah. he went number one. Let me let me pull that up. Anthony Bennett. I don't even remember who picked him, but the Cavaliers. Was the, it was the Cavs that we, we got him from. We got him in the Kevin Love trade. He was the number one overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. You look down. I mean, that's a crappy draft. Holy buckets. Number two overall pick, Victor Oladipo. He's a solid player. But yeah, he had not. a few all-star seasons. He's still in the league technically. Like, yeah, he oh. his, Before he got hurt, he was pretty good. All right. Best player in this draft, number 15th overall pick, Giannis. Yep. Did oh. we pick Shabazz? We did. Yeah. Wow. So since uh, How do you remember that? We picked Shabazz Muhammad right before Giannis. Yeah. That's the only reason I remember it. Just, yeah. There's some role players in this draft. Otto Porter Jr., Cody Zeller, Alex Len, Nerlens Noel, Ben McLemore, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yes, there's a few guys like Kyle Pope starting in meaningful minutes. Like he's yeah. helping Denver big time. Alex Len, I think, is he the one that was playing for Kings, I think? The Kings, yeah, yeah. Because he had kind of a. He kind of had a pause where he wasn't really playing, and now he's back. Yeah. Yeah. This is full of role players. Gorgie's on here. Rudy Gobert's in this one. Yeah, Rudy's good. Obviously. Dennis Schroeder, he's in this one. Yep. Rotation. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple guys that are rotational players in this, yep. in, a, in the 2013 yeah, draft. Back to the Spurs thing. Just, you know, I don't think I was, I think it used to be, I think there was a time where they would rig it every once in a while, you know. The whole frozen envelope thing. <laughs> you know, there's there's some checkered stuff in the past, but at this point, obviously, it's not rigged. There's too much, you know. No, when the league was on the fritz and just trying to survive, there's reason to manipulate things. You know, the league is doing super healthy right now, and at this point, if you were rigging it, you know, the Pistons owner would have such an impressively large lawsuit they could have, or you know, like it's just not. You know, there's no reason to rig it. But mm-hmm. just the uh, this the idea that the Spurs, the only few times they've ever been bad, they get David Robinson, yeah, and then he's hurt, and then they tank one year, they get Tim Duncan, <laughs> then they're back to fifty to sixty wins. Ride that for twenty two years, they kind of trade everyone away, tank for. I, I think they're not good. Uh, last year they were okay, I think. 
I don't think they were bottom five. Um, but yeah, they basically tank one year and they get the best prospects since LeBron James. So just, you know, whatever kind of voodoo, whatever pop has been doing to get and the Spurs ownership has been doing to get these picks, you know, mm-hmm. you have a train that goes by your house. Uh, I mean, by, yeah, I guess it's only like a half mile away. Maybe hmm. I can hear it through your phone. Mm, yeah. The window's open just a little crack. Cause it's yeah. that time of year where I just, I'm a window guy. Mm. Holly doesn't really understand it. But I, I just I'm always not. like having the windows open when it's this. Cause like the last week we haven't had to have AC or heat on. Mm, you know, you just turn it off thing. and just have the windows open and it's, Works perfectly. I'm a window but, guy too. I like the windows open. Yeah, just fresh air and just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just yeah. air hits different. Yeah, for sure. Um, how long did it take to phase out the train? Like, did you even hear the train when I said the train was going by? Yeah, I noticed it. But yeah, I mean, oh. it, part of it, it is far enough away where it's not like it's. Yeah, know. I just wondered. Because sometimes, you know, when you hear a noise over and over again, you've yep. learned to phase it out. Like, for example, when I lived in Washington, D.C., when I first lived there, I could not believe how many sirens were going off all the time. Just cop car or uh, ambulance or whatever going mm-hmm. off, fire truck, mm-hmm. on and on and on. And then eventually, after a year or two, didn't even recognize it anymore. It was just background noise. Yeah. And I was a little, not worried about that, but moving here, I was like, oh, I never lived in a town with a train. And yeah, didn't. I don't know. You, you hear it, but it doesn't really change anything. Yeah. It doesn't affect your sleep. No. That's good. <laughs> did you miss that mute? It did. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to mute, and then I tried to fart, and then I, the fart was just a little bit delayed, and then I unmuted, and then you probably caught half that fart. I don't know how you could be on a time delay with the fart. <laughs> it was. I don't think I've ever been confused by the delivery of one. I was about, yeah, I seriously thought I muted and then the fart came out after I unmuted. Like, I was so surprised. Um, anyway, did you have something else you were going to say? <laughs> no, I mean, that okay. when you can talk about farts, why not? I got to get your take on this thing here. So, there have been a lot of head coaches fired in the NBA. You got Doc mm-hmm. Rivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, just make your list. Yeah, Monty Williams with the Suns, Bud with the Bucks. I think there have been like six head coaching firings, and they've yep. mostly been on really good teams. You know, the Suns, the Bucks, the 76ers, um, you know, and then a couple of others too. As a coach, see, you're a coach. Mm-hmm. What do you make of all these head coaching firings? Well, not that we are hockey followers, but I saw a tweet that um, – the three finalists for their Coach of the Year award last year, all three got fired this year in the, in the NHL. Wow. So so similar to – that's basically the same thing, right, as Doc, Buck, or Monty and Bud. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Because um, even, like, Doc was in Coaching of the Year running this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pay attention enough. I don't think Bud or Monty really were. But um, they're obviously still 50-win teams and whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things where you see the guys like Spolstra, Popovich, you know, because I think more than anything, now there are adjustments and things like there a lot of people had issues with Bud, the way he coached the offense, like that there was they were leaving meat on the bone, like it could have been better. 
Their offense wasn't efficient. The way on defense, too, he didn't always let Giannis – like, they didn't adjust to matchups and stuff and, you know, just things like that that kind of came up with Bud. Um, but I think in professional sports, like, they're also talented. They all know how to run offense. They all understand – like, you know, in a lot of ways, they can coach themselves. So, really, it's more about keeping the locker room, motivating the guys, like – keeping things fresh. And I wonder if that's why so many coaches get fired after such short times mm-hmm. and that there's only a, cause like, I don't know that, you know, Popovich versus doc rivers, like how different are they X's and O's? Probably not, you know, Popovich is probably better, but like doc's been around the league for, you know, what I don't know how old he is 30 right. years. Right. To so say doc like, rivers doesn't know what he's talking about. is ridiculous. Right. Like clearly he understands basketball. He's been around the NBA for 30, 35 years, whatever it is as a player. And then as a coach, like he clearly knows good basketball, but it, it, I do think it more comes down to personality and messaging and mm-hmm. keeping guys motivated and, and just a staleness. Like, um, so just, I mean, somewhat just rejuvenizing, you know, revitalizing, I guess is a better word. Juvenating or rejuvenating? Re- yeah, rejuvenating would have worked. That's a good rejuvenating word. or revitalizing. I'm kind of wearing off on you, I feel like. I feel like a couple of times you've struggled, struggled to find that word. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, it's a little role reversal. Am I inspiring bit. you? Yeah, <laughs> you are. To get stuck on a word. You need to help <laughs> out. Um, but so I think that's the bigger thing in professional sports where it's, you know, bud. They kind of stall out a few times. Obviously, they just won a title only a couple of years ago, but they need a new voice, to be honest. Kind of the same thing with 76ers, right? Three straight uh, conference semifinals losses. You know, that's you can change a coach because they're not – coaches aren't going to really make things that much worse, you know, so you're just hoping – because, again, you're hopefully, theoretically, you're hiring somebody who knows the NBA basketball, you mm-hmm. know. So, you're hoping to strike you – know, <laughs> what, what do you find in the bottle? You're hoping to find whatever in a bottle? What's that word? What's that phrase? Like a genie? A genie in the bottle? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, you're trying to crazy. find a genie in the body bottle here with, with head coaching. I mean, yeah. Popovich, Spolstra, these guys are genies in a bottle. They're so rare. Um, mm-hmm. And then the head coach is always the fall guy. So yep. That's the only thing you can change easily. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, if you're the Sixers, right? You have Embiid. For now, you have Harden. Sounds like he's kind of wants to walk and sign a long deal somewhere else. But you can't, Bucks, right? You're not. You can't get rid of Yan. Ya- wouldn't want to, but you can't get rid of Giannis or Middleton or Drew Holiday right now. Like mm-hmm. the players are there because of contracts. Like you can fire the coach if you want. And the general manager isn't going to resign. <laughs> no, he's not going to take. Hey, this is not me, boys. See ya. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah. Um, the head coach yeah. is always the fall guy. And I will say it does show too the way that they cycle through coaches will also should indicate to people like that they're competent coaches. Like the reason Doc Rivers has been hired at three different spots is not because he's an idiot. It's because he's a very good coach who has good messaging. And then eventually, right, they run out of steam or get stale or whatever. You know, Boston, he had to run. L.A. Clippers, he had to run. Philly is that like they wouldn't keep other teams wouldn't keep hiring these good coaches if they weren't good coaches, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's other guys you see that last only one time, you know? I guess McHale's going to say, I was trying to think through all the Wolves coaches, but McHale, you know, he technically had that Rockets run where they were all right. You know, they had Harden yeah. and stuff. They were good. But mm-hmm. um, 
Randy Whitman, I don't think he's gotten a second chance. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but even like, guys. I say I was just every, you know, every Wolves guy. But, but Adelman's a good example too, right? Kings fire him after a long, successful run with the Kings. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't because Adelman, Adelman's a bad coach, right? The Wolves jumped on it right away. And, and he was solid for the Wolves. Not amazing, but solid given the lack of talent he had. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, good coaches keep getting cycled through. The bad coaches do get filtered out. Like, I could see this uh, Celtics coach, is it Missoula or whatever his name is? Like, I could see him not lasting super long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's guys that don't seem ready or don't seem like good coaches, and those guys usually don't get a second shot. But the ones who are usually get at least a chance at a second shot. So Yeah. Is Chris know. Finch a second shot head coach? It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's done decently well, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, he has a good reputation. He's been around the league a long time, so you'd think maybe. He's at least yeah. in the potential. Mm-hmm. Saunders is one that I could see in a handful of years getting another shot. You know, he's with the Nuggets right now. Um, you mm-hmm. kind of work your way back up through a team like that as a top assistant or one of the top assistants, and you catch some attention. I thought he was a fine coach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just an interesting world that way where how much you know isn't always what matters. It's how do you keep your locker room engaged and – all that sort of stuff. but Yeah. With four teams left, and we might have to do this quick because I might have to run real quick here. Sure. With four teams left, you got the Nuggets, Lakers, Heat, Celtics. Mm-hmm. What is your NBA Finals matchup? So my actual one, I did like an, a pick em one with my buddies, and I did uh, Wolves Bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I'm like, that would be the worst. Hey, you never final. know. The the ninety the I ninety four finals right Milwaukee versus Minneapolis but um <laughs> my actual one was Nuggets Celtics so I'll stick with that for now yeah but I would not be shocked if Butler just wills the Heat <laughs> to the finals somehow and and can you could say the same for LeBron too right I mean they could will themselves I just think Denver's the most complete team which obviously goes they to the are. odds like, they are the most favorite they're the favorite team but they are just the most complete. Their role players just mesh perfectly. Mm-hmm. They have different guys who can go off on different nights that can kind of get them through those lulls. They feel um, like the Dallas Mavericks of 2011. Mm. Like Dirk Nowitzki was the superstar. No, Jokic is the superstar. Mm-hmm. And then around him, I guess you could argue Jamal Murray's a star. Yeah, so uh, he's but, better than any of the Mavs had as a number two. But yeah, yeah. But, but the point kind of remains they're just so solid around that player. They have no weaknesses like the Timberwolves, Marion and Terry and Kid. Yeah, yeah, and like the Warriors, as good as they are, you can leave Draymond Green wide open. You can leave their center Kevon Looney wide open. You oh, can't leave anyone on the Nuggets wide open except for maybe Aaron Gordon. Yep, sometimes, and sadly, you could leave Clay Thompson open. Seriously. I mean, he was, what, three Terrible. for 19 in one of the last one games. good game. Yeah. He's the reason but, why the um, Warriors lost. Yeah, that's another hold to me that maybe next week topic. Are they just, like, what will that roster look like? Yeah. I mean, that roster is kind of shattered to pieces there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of washed besides stuff. So, yeah. And all good. <sighs> the Warriors got such a steal when they got Kamingo with our first-round pick. I just can't <laughs> believe the Wolves did something so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get on there. Can't even get playing time. Can't even get in the rotation. They traded yeah. Wiseman too, which, well, anyway. Looks like the Timberwolves organization isn't the only one that makes mistakes. Correct. You would think that it, it would be. 
You would, well, they make the most mistakes, probably. But yeah. Anyway, I, so do you think Jimmy Butler's going to will the Heat to the finals? I mean, obviously the Heat. The sorry, the Celtics are definitely the better team, the more balanced team. But yeah. the Heat have kind of also that weird between Struess and Duncan Robinson and Martin and Lowry. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Bam and Butler are dependable, obviously. But all those other role players have been just somebody has been stepping up. Not always the same guy, but. It's I would still go with the Celtics watch. at this point. I would I would go Celtics in seven. I think. Sure. No, I'm 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 on board with you. Nuggets Celtics. Yeah, and Tatum yeah. and Brown are good enough. I mean, they're better than you know. They'll be better, but unfortunately for the NBA, they want Lakers for sure. Lakers Celtics, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. And Lakers Heat honestly would be fine too. I think mm-hmm. people are interested in the Heat. LeBron going against his former team. That'd be good. Yeah. Good Butler, Butler telling everybody, like he'd tell everybody he's better than LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And with Butler, you actually believe it. You're like, he probably thinks he is. 2020 <laughs> rematch of the bubble. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of storylines to run with on that one. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think that's all I've got. You got anything else? Hmm. Nope. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you. Humbly speaking, I think that was the best podcast we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Humbly speaking, if anyone wants to sponsor, just reach out to Tim. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. I'm 0 for 3, 0 for 4 right now. Dayquil, right. all these other guys have not responded. but So the door is wide open. Door is wide open. Opportunities are mm-hmm. wide open. Mm-hmm. Everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. Appreciate you making the podcast part of your day. Have a great day. We'll be back again next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.